Oi, oi, I'm Jimmy Bullard and this is me old muck of Fenners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. What's occurring? What's occurring, Bert? I've seen you dressed up for the occasion. Check out that shirt. Mate, I got matching. Hang on, this audio is going to go a bit funny, but I'm going to chuck my laptop on the side and show you my full setup. Look at this for a best jammies in the world. <laughs> uh, anything for socials, eh? You know this video's going out. She's like, right, I'm going to get some of my nicest jammies on. Mate, I've got my best clobber on for this. These pyjamas are the dog's bollocks. So comfy. <laughs> uh, got, uh, well, I've got a t-shirt and boxers on, so, you know. What, no trousers? No shorts? No. I oh. sat on the sofa and I got up to when I was getting Max down and I was like, oh, I think he pissed on the sofa, but I don't know. I need to investigate further, but I was in a rush to get on here. Oh, okay, so you... Piss on people and a semi-nudist nowadays, then. <laughs> Max is. He loves being naked. Uh, can I, yeah, just for the record, just for the record, bef- before we carry on, this pissing in public, it's not like I just stand there and, like, wee on someone's feet. It's like I'm doing it off the bike and then people just happen to be on the side of the road cheering on and I tend to start to go when it's um, quiet but as you know, it takes about 20, 30 seconds to get going. And then as I get going, suddenly, bloody, a school appears. As I keep saying, it's not my fault. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what? I will I will defend you on this one because you're a pretty well-rounded cyclist. You can do most things. But your Achilles heel is pissing on the bike, isn't it? And many, many a time I've started pushing you and I'm like, all right, G, yeah. <laughs> you can start now, you can start now. And you, yeah, you take a while to get in the flow. So I understand that, but yeah. I got to say, I have got better because I was drinking a lot in Catalonia recently. And um, most of the pisses I was doing, I was doing off the bike. And um, yeah, that flow is, is coming a bit more natural now. I'm not having to force it as much. Well, yeah, in, in your defense as well, like in cycling kit, it's not easy, and the smaller it is, the harder it is to to do, isn't it? <laughs> so for me, it's easy, uh, but you know, I can I can only imagine for you how hard it must be. So I, I get it, mate. It's not easy. <laughs> you need a good technique. We won't go into too much detail, but um, yeah, couple of balls and all that. <laughs> right, we'll take a quick break, and we'll get back into some racing. We both had busy weeks, haven't we? We sure did. Get into the thick of it. Yeah, so um, copy, mate. Um, I did have a quick look. Uh, you said you probably finished quite close to Quadrata. I had a look, mate. You're an hour of 45 drive away where you finished. You're absolutely nowhere near Quadrata. 
No, 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 no. You're mistaken, Geraint. Um, there was four stages. One of them must have been very close. No? <laughs> I don't know. Just the, the last two, you were absolutely nowhere near. But I don't know about the rest, to be honest. I wasn't that interested. But um, I did have a little chuckle to myself. Like Carpi or something? Yeah, Carpi. Carpi. Chrono in Carpi. How did you go in the Chrono? The time trial? Um, yeah, moving on. Um, it was a good <laughs> week. It was a good week, mate. Um, yeah, let's, not, you know, we don't have to get too into t- how I went in time trials, do we? Let's not get too specific. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's continue that theme when we talk about Catalonia then, as well then, please. <laughs> no, okay. Um, so, hang on, last time we spoke was a week ago and I raced, that was it, I raced San Remo, Alfredo. So, yeah, raced copy Tuesday through Saturday. Oh, sorry, before you get going, Alfredo Binder, Binder, yeah. or however you're supposed to say it, he is a famous cyclist. Like, I, I don't know about the whole Italian federation thing, but he won the Giro five times, mate. I think he'd won the Worlds two or three times. He was an absolute legend in the 20s, 30s. So maybe he was already dead because, well... Yeah, because he'd be 120-odd if he had only just recently died. Right, okay. So I think there's two people here. Binder is is already a well-established woman's race, isn't it? That has been going for a long time and is like one of the biggest women's one days on the calendar. Yeah. I'm, not sh- I'm not sure we did a race called Binder. You're getting mixed up, mate. I did a race oh, called Oh, have Alfredo. I just started calling it Binder? Yeah, I don't know where you've got Binder from. Do you know what? Um, I, I I do know there was a woman's race on the same day called Binder. So you <laughs> you've got your lines completely uh, tangled here, son. Ah, uh, just like my mic when I was trying to untangle before chatting to you. This mic's been around the world, mate. It literally has been around the world. But oh, it's a right night, mic. But sorry. Anyway, back to you. Yeah. So yeah, Bin. You you you've lost me on the whole Binder thing, but. Yeah, I did copper Bartley. <laughs> let's let's yeah. let's move on. I did copper Bartley. Move on. Tuesday through Saturday. But they're Saturday. ex-riders as well. They're still alive though, aren't they? Copy and Bartley. Fausto Copy, Michelle Bartley. Is it named after them? I assumed so. I mean, it's yeah, it's in it's in the region as well. They both live cl- close to Karata, which is where the race is based. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should okay. really do some homework, mate. Yeah, this is tragic. Um Oh, now I've got, hang on, hang on. Yeah, so did that. Uh, the time trial was on Sunday. That was, do you know what? I, I couldn't have been less up for a time trial in my life. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd really struggled to get I'm surprised you that. did it, to be honest. Well, I thought you'd have just gone home the Thursday. Do you know what? They did speak Friday. about that. They did speak about that, missing the last stage, but... I know naturally over my career, we I've had like a few DNFs on the last days and stuff, but it's always nice to finish and to go into a stage race and just saying, oh, I won't start the last day. It's a bit defeatist. It's always nice to kind of cross the finish line in it. So I did that. Um, yeah, just kind of went through the motions. Uh, did a, yeah, terrible TT. But the race <laughs> was full gas, mate. Every day, like you did it last year, and you you said, you know, oh, it's hard. The race, you know, the racing's really intense. 
there was four days they were up down left right not a flat road not a straight road and it was intense but it was mega racing and we had um we had like a young team uh relatively minus cam um quite like an inexperienced team quite a young team so it was quite good just to go into a race with you know little pressure or anything was a bonus type approach uh yeah um you know gave leo because you had yeah sorry go on michael leonard was there eh? michael leonard um who's 18 or at the time was 18 was 19 yesterday we had leo hater who is 20 21 and loves pokemon we got uh brandon riviera um and then we had i'm sure you're calling him brendan the last pod as well brendan brandon just call him riviera um and then myself cam and elia so leo raced a really good race mix there yeah yeah he raced a good race you know day by day and finished fifth in gc so you know relatively speaking quite a successful week to see how he went over a stage race as leader um you know learned a lot still got a lot to learn but it was a good fun week solid week quality quality and uh it must have been hard for Leah though going there like obviously it's good to get those racing in the legs because he hasn't had much racing but as a sprinter doing a stage race with no sprints must be pretty hard on the old head yeah, and that would probably be my only negative towards the race of Copy Bartley is if you've got four road stages and a time trial, as a race director, organiser, whatever, why don't you put one sprint in? Just put one clear sprint in, and even if the rest are really hard, mountainous, up, down, brutal stages, there should always be one sprint in a stage race. I mean, you've got, you got to give these guys something. But, you know, yeah. the race is the race, the parkour is the parkour no sprint and um yeah it was a tough week for him but i think it's a tough week for everyone um mm. we, we had a gravel stage us? that was nice yeah you're in the break there weren't you yeah buddy breakaway oh actually i've got one story um i met a very nice man that day um so i was in the break and there was nine of us and we went over this climb and at the top, there was eight of us. And there was one guy just off the back, a guy from Bora. And I'm going to get his name wrong, but it's Patrick Patrick Kampfer, Kimpfer, something like this. And uh, he was like 10 seconds off the back. So I looked back, he was still 10 seconds. Looked back, 500 minutes later, still 10 seconds. So I was like, right, I'll drop off the back, wait for him and pace him back on. Because, I don't know, just a nice guy, aren't I? Anyway, paced him back on. He was like, oh, thank you so much. You're a nice guy. I was like, yeah, well, that's me in it. Um, thought nothing of it. And then the last day, the day of the TT, he came to my bus. Actually, we were at a, a bar having some lunch after the TT. And he came over with a Bora Musette with a beer in. And he said, uh, oh, I've been looking for you. This is for you. Uh, thanks for thanks for the other day. That's nice, isn't it? It's all right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, was it I mean, cold? Yeah, fresh, cold. Fair play. That, nice that is a good guy. That's a classy touch, German, isn't it? Then. Is he German? Do you know what? Whilst I'm going to multitask, I'm going to go on pro cycling stats and find out. I think he was Austrian. Austrian, German, yeah. Same thing, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm going to find out his actual name. But whilst I'm doing oh. this, mate. 
Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story while you're doing this. Speaking of Austrians, Bernie Eisel, he was a second DS at Bora in Catalonia. <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> On the last stage, um, I was not a very good position. It's split. It's a horrible circuit. I was out the back in a little group. I was just like, right, I'm going to keep riding decent tempo now anyway. So I was doing that for a few laps and then let some other boys do a few turns. And then there's this Uskatel dude on the front going across the finish line. You turn right, 90 degree right. You hear this car come in like warp speed behind, like beep, 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 beep. So we all stay left. Uskatel continues to take the race in line. This Bora car like sideways almost takes him out. Everyone's waving the arm <clears throat> at, at this Bora um, team car. Anyway, I think nothing of it. See Bernie at the airport and just chatting away. And then um, he mentions this, uh, oh, yeah, and trying to move up and all you bloody bike riders getting in the way. And I was like, no way, that was you. <laughs> and he was laughing. I was like, mate, can you imagine if you were still a rider now? Like Bernie, the amount of shit and abuse that Bernie would do. He'd go and find that DS after the race, wouldn't he? Hey, you, you a crazy man. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I thought that was quite funny, speaking of Austrians. Bloody hell, Bernie Eisel, what a legend. He, um, mm. Yeah, he'd 100% like gone hunting that DS down, wouldn't he? Um, this guy is Patrick Gamper, and he's an Austrian, 26 years old. So 100% would be listening, because everyone listens to the podcast. So, Patrick, mm. thanks for my beer. Classy touch. Won't forget it, mate. Yeah, good lad. We'll, we'll get some Welsh cakes to him. Or maybe send him... No, yeah. no, we're, we're quits. I, I got him back on. We don't owe him shit. <laughs> yeah, true, but you know. But you know what was funny? Actually, so this was stage three. So he was, like I said, he was 10, 15 seconds off the back. Waited for him. Stage four, I got in the break again. Going over the top of the climb. I was dropped 15 seconds off the back. And I'm looking at this group slowly disappearing into the distance. <laughs> and I'm thinking... I wonder if anyone in there is going to do this for me. And it went for 15, 20, 25, 30, out of sight, <laughs> spat. And I was thinking... No chance, mate. No chance, no chance. So nobody paid me back, but hey-ho. What was the advantage then, then, when you got dropped? Were you in front of the peloton? Yeah. Oh, why did I go in the break? No, no, no. Like, when you got dropped... And nobody yeah. waited for you. How far ahead of the peloton were you? Like, how much of a rest do you actually get before you? Oh, right, yeah, mate, it worked perfectly. We had we had about three and a half minutes. Um, mm. And we were doing circuits of this really hard climb. So the only reason I went in the break was just to try and go a bit deeper into the race. And then I managed to pass it. And the peloton was only 40, 50 guys. Went back. Um and then, yeah, led Leo into the climb for the last lap then. So, and Leo struggles for positioning. He's um, he's like his brother, but probably a bit worse. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, got a kind of free ride up the climb, cruised down the descent, looked after him, and uh, good night, Irene. So, yeah, it was just about trying to go a bit further into the race as opposed to waiting to be dropped the lap before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always a nice feeling, that, isn't it? Get a bit further in. It's always good just to go in the break anyway, isn't it? Like, Yeah. Sometimes in so many races, you know, when we have this jersey that's been 
so successful over the years and has always plays a big role in controlling the break and this, that, the other, um, takes a lot of responsibility in a race. It's hard to get in a yeah, break. Yeah, we tend to always have like one of the GC favourites. You're always like, it's all about them, isn't it? Like it's not yeah. really going in the break is the last thing on the agenda most of the time, unless you want somebody up the road for later on in the race, which, yeah, without trying to insult you, like it's not something you would do in the mountains, is it? Because once they catch you, it's not like you're going to do much. Excuse me? <laughs> Go wash your mouth out with soap. Uh, yeah, sorry about No, um, no, um, th- no, you're right. The truth hurts. Yeah, but, I think the yeah. last last breakaway I was in was um, best race for it, Eneco. I was in a two-up break. It was amazing. With a guy from Belgium, Alpeshin. What's his name? Yeah. Van R- Richt. Richt? Rickart? Rickart? Yeah, Jonas Rickart or something, yeah. Yeah. He wanted to do um, again six day with me that same year, but I had to have an operation on my shoulder, so I couldn't do it. But um, there's still time. But Ghent, oh, Ghent would be so hard though to do, wouldn't it? Yeah. Peddling your nuts off around there. Yeah. Would Would you be interested in doing a six day? I would, but yeah, Ghent six is. Oh, I'm not sure I'd be able to do it, mate. Like, should we Should we do one I, together? I'd like to do it. Should we do one together at the end of our career? We should do, yeah. But pick. Well. We'll have to pick tactically. We'll both have to do the Vuelta as well and then continue. And we'll get behind the scooter, behind Rock, going up the 202 in yeah. October. No, we'll just get back to Cardiff, get behind Darren Tudor, <laughs> round the Garrett Thomas yeah. National Velodrome. Oh, yeah. Of Wales. Of Wales. <laughs> Full title, please. Of Wales. Maybe hashtag, we should do that. Hashtag yeah. yellow jersey. Uh, we'd have to pick. <laughs> we'd ha- we'd have to pick one that was at least a two hundred track to, for us to have a chance. Yeah, the thing is, there's not many these days, is there? I think there's only about three or four left. It's not like it used to be, which is a shame. There's, there's Amsterdam, but that's the first week of January, so that's not ideal. Mate, I know what we need to do. We'll just put our own one on at the Garen Thomas National Velodrome Wales. Mate. Spons- What's occurring six? What's occurring six? Yeah. What's occurring six? Mate, everyone will be a coming. Yeah, and we'll, mate, we'll, it's not about winning. It's just about having a good time. Yeah, we can live stream it on Riverside for people that can't turn up. Yeah, sponsored by Crowd Network. They'll chuck loads of money in. Mate. Um, we'll bring brains back. You know, they were good, weren't they? Bring brains back. They were, yeah. We'll get a good Welsh cake sponsor. Have all the kegs, uh, kegs full of brains. We'll have Ave singing halftime intermission. Oh, yeah, core, core, maybe. Uh, what's it called? Maybe on Tav. Yeah, that's the name of their choir. Yeah, we'll what? get them along. Yeah, hang on, maybe on Tav. So what? What's that translate to? Core is choir, I think. Maybe on. I'm no idea. Tav is a. Uh, I think it's something to do with the area, no? Like a river taff. River taff, Cardiff. Yeah. Cardiff. Don't know, to be honest. I'm actually making that up. Do you know well, what? We, we, educated guess. We could be on to something here. End of career, retirement, six day. Mate, yeah. Six days. We could drag it out as well, innit? We'd be like the queen. We'll have a six day, like, retirement. Or should we just, should we just do like a half six day, three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, bam. Or just do one big weekend, like, yeah. One yeah. big night. 
So we'll do a third six. Get the kids. It would be for kids and everything. Like a big festival of cycling at the Garen Thomas National well, well, Velodrome Wales featuring Blue Crow. Mate, mega. We'll get a, yeah, we'll get a few, get a few of the right, get Pipo in, Pipo and Aaliyah, they're track boys, get Ethan in. Ethan can ride with his brother and then we'll get like, mm. get Cav in. Just, it's always good to have one like really angry person there in it just for the crack. Um, <laughs> can you imagine if he'd stopped though a year earlier? <laughs> can you imagine what he's going to be like then? <laughs> Mate, he's never going to stop. Cav's just going to keep going. Yeah. All right. It'll be weird when we all stop, won't it? But anyway, oh, speaking of Ethan, Catalonia. We had a, um, as we said, we went through the first stage. He was, rode well, just didn't have the legs. Had two mountaintop finishes then, which was all about, like this feels stupid to stay, but like the training effort of it really, because we didn't have anyone on GC, as we said last week, rehab team. Um, everyone coming back from some sort of sickness or injury. But uh, one thing, though, that stood out was one of these days was like an uphill start. I think it was the next day for Ethan, stage four, and we were like, right, we want to sprint. We're just going to control. You're having to go at me for wearing arm warmers. Half a quick step. I had these GABA rain vests on. And, mate, it was it was 20, it was plus, plus 20 degrees. Starting uphill, everyone knew the break had a good chance. It was one of those days. It was... I was looking at them thinking, what the hell are these boys on? And they were just, they just rode around with them on for like, I don't know, until the break went. They must have been sopping wet. It was our, it was, yeah. But anyway, luckily we had a bit of help from Jumbo then because it was a headwind all day and they knew that we wanted a sprint. So they were like, well, if we make it a nice small group, help them out at the start, they'll ride all day. We won't have to do anything rather than not help us, let the shit hit the fan and then a big break goes and they're going to have to ride all day, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, we had a nice bit of help from them. Um, unfortunately, just to butt in, for the like, for the people who watch bike racing as well, that's quite a strange dynamic and probably something that a lot of people don't realise is at the start of every stage, you're almost talking to other teams who's got the whoever's got the jersey you're considering what different teams want out of the day and yeah. it just completely reflects on how the race is ridden and if you can like you say there it's a perfect example so you guys wanted to sprint is it worth me going in the break because now i know they want to sprint so like for the you know for the common person watching a bike race at the start and the neutral zone it's almost like a discussion you're trying to, you can kind of suss it out anyway, but you're, you're looking around, speaking to other teams, speaking to leaders or road captains and trying to suss out how the day's going to go to, you know, to, to essentially make it as easy and as most successful a day for your team as possible. But it's a strange, on some days like that, where it's, there's lots of different outcomes and variables. It's an interesting dynamic to the race, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, because... Zach's RDS, he came over from Israel and um, Zach Dempster used to be a well pro for quite a few years, wasn't he? Australian guy. And um, he was a bit at the start like, oh yeah, you know, just we don't want to make it obvious, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, well, we just want to show our intent from the off, like put our foot down, like this is what we're going to do. So you can try, but it's going to be bloody hard if you want to do it. And 
try and get in their heads a bit, you know, and show, have numbers there, show them that we're strong and we're definitely going to make this happen. And, um, yeah, so that was worked really well. Uh, unfortunately, at the end, there was super messy sprint. As I said, it was headwind all day. So we worked hard. Um, well, little Ben worked hard. He did most of the, the donkey work. But, um, you know, all the other teams sat behind um, nice and sheltered. And then it came to the sprint and it was super messy. Ethan lost us. Um, I was on the radio trying to find out where he was. Um, can't really look behind. Um that big crash that we spoke about as well, when um, Cataldo probably, properly um, busted himself up, that was caused by someone looking behind and overlapped the wheel. Um, basically fell on top of Adam Yates' bike and caused Adam Yates to crash and then everybody else went down like dominoes. But um, get well soon, old Cataldo as well, because that was a big old crash, but um, sounds nasty. Um completely forgot what I was saying but so yeah we lost Ethan and and yeah didn't find him till like a K to go and we were like at the back of the group and it was way too late for then so that was a shame um and then a couple of days later same thing except the start was just insane two hours it took to go I think normalized power for me was 355 I think high 350s which is decent Bloody for, hell, yeah. for two hours when just sprinting and stopping and um yeah so that was uh a nice day and then did a little climb at the f at, towards the finish i think 25k to go at the top ethan was still there swinging a bit but he was there but then unfortunately i don't know what happened to him but he just bottled the descent a bit i think and um got dropped i waited for him brought him back once and then he got dropped again and yeah unfortunately we he wasn't there to sprint, but um, Groves won. Gotta give a shout out to him because he had a bike change. I think three or four k to go. Got on a teammate's bike. It was a lot bigger than his. I think he did the last three k out of the saddle. Won the sprint. So fair play to him. I think Cockard was probably second again. I'm not sure, but um, yeah. Hey, Cockard. I was thinking this. Cockard's a funny name, isn't it? Can you imagine being called Luke Cockard at school? The amount of shit you'd get. Good job he's French, not British, but... <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I never really thought about that, but that mm. is about... Yeah, if, if you were British... floppy. If you, <laughs> that mean floppy? Floppy and snogger. <laughs> floppy and, and snogger. Floppy and snogger. I'm just um, looking at the tweet from Trek Segafredo, actually, that gave the the lowdown on Cataldo's injuries. Um, it says he's been removed from ICU. ICU. Um, but he, he was in there for three, four days. But there, there was a tweet somewhere saying the, the exact extent of the injury. Um, I'm just having a quick look now. But... I think it's worth giving a shout out to Dario. Um, you know, we were teammates with mm. him, but yeah, that's irrelevant whether we were teammates with him or not. But you know, he's a good fella, uh, and he's you know, it's a crash that, if we're being brutally honest, would be tough to come back from. Uh, he he he's pretty battered and bruised, but I think he, I can't find the tweet anyway. It's uh, spinal and top of his femur, I think, wasn't it? Like his in his ball and socket joint, right yeah. in the middle there. Or, well, in the middle, I don't know. But I think at the top of his femur and he 
bust up like his ribs and that, which is, I say, fine, but it's the leg and stuff is bad, isn't it? Yeah, shout out to Dario. Hey, did I tell you in that in um the last episode as well? Did I say about when me and Froomey were like right up there on GC and we basically lost the race going down this one descent, up a little climb, down super narrow, twisty, Movistar attacked. Yes. Yeah. Movi- we did that on one of these stages as well. The same stage. Uh, it wasn't the same stage, but it must have been the same start. And I was going down, and I was like. This is that bloody like uh, descent, and that day was a mountain top, and we were like, "Oh, we'll get try and get someone in the break, you know, bit of success for the day, at least get out there and just race it." And um, turn right onto this road, it's blocked obviously straight away. One guy up the road, and then Ethan followed Martin, I think, mm-hmm. from Cofferdis, and uh, yeah, we rode super slow. Then the rest of us were stuck in the middle. Then we started going down the descent. I was like, oh, this is that bloody climb. It's like, why didn't we know about this? Like, if we had known that, we would have all been on the front, you know, to go in the break. Anyway, Ethan was there anyway, so it didn't matter. Um, but yeah, that brought back some memories. And then, um, but then it happened to be only Ethan and two others then in the break. And the next day was a sprint or, you know, a good stage for Ethan. So then we were like, well, mate, just come back then. So he sits up. Everyone in the peloton must have heard on their radios that he's sitting up. Next thing, two like Kern Farmer and a Uscatal and all the smaller Spanish teams are attacking and it's all kicking off again. And basically a group of five went away, caught up with those two, and then there's a group of seven. Oh. And Ethan's back in the peloton. <laughs> oh. But um, as it turns out, it made no difference anyway. The, it was always going to come back as Remco and, and Roglic were... Can't remember which one, but one of them was super keen for the stage, and um, yeah, it it's just funny though how one small change and the the racing can just kick off and like on this one stage as well, it was an uphill finish, and it's like it must have been over twenty k uphill, like dragging the first ten or so, and then the proper climb was maybe twelve k, and um, but the amount of fighting and stress to be front row, like. You know, it's like seven or eight different teams lined up across the road, like their teammates just doing pull-offs every couple of K. And that's just like, you're sat there thinking, you've got to do it, obviously, because, you know, otherwise you're going to be at the back. But because I wasn't riding GC, like you've got a different perspective. And I was just thinking, what is everyone doing? Like, Especially before a 10, 12K climb. Like if you yeah, hit, if and you it's not that- like there was... If you hit that it's the 10th same road. Or 40th, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like we we're going to turn off right and then suddenly it gets really technical and it's really steep. And it was literally the same road. There's no corners really. It was straight. I was just like, this is just bonkers. This is like, but saying that, it's not, I almost said they're not like ever, all the old guys always say, oh, this is modern cycling, eh? But we've always raced like that. We've always been stupid. Oh, we're all, oh, we're all stupid. It's a peloton of 200 idiots. And I think the sooner we accept that as riders, the better. We just got to accept it. Yeah, because Kenny, Kenny Ellison crashed out because um, of a crash that day. And he tweeted something like, or Instagram, whatever it was, like, oh, you know, thanks for all the other bike riders that have wished me well and blah, blah, blah. We're one big, like, you know, we race on the road, but then we're friends off it. And I was thinking, yeah, that is true. But at the same time, 
we could be a bit more friendly on the road as well and just look after each other a bit more and just think it's 20k uphill now there's no need to be stressing about this but it's always been the same it's like it's just old guys who start saying oh modern cycling but yeah it's not we've always raced like idiots what do you say we're all friends since i started we're all friends off the bike we're all one big yeah something like that like you know on when you're racing you'd like you know elbow to elbow it, it don't quote me on this but it was that type of vibe you know and then off the bike we're you know we're friendly and look after each other type thing care about each other <laughs> mate i don't think there's many people in the whole peloton with there's a few but there's not many i'd go for a beer with after a race at all <laughs> at yeah. all mate there's a very short list no. weird aren't they bike riders the feeling's probably mutual but hey ho um Mm. So, G, you're on Mission Giro. Bit of illness, bit of injury, but been trained together a little bit. And we, we look back on track. You look back on track. How's How would you say you are? You know, you went there, get some racing miles done. I'd say you look pretty solid considering. Yeah, it's just 100% is not ideal. Um I would have liked to have done more racing and but it is what it is like I, I had this this thing and th- there's no getting away from that and I, I I was had to miss some racing and training was affected and everything you know on and off antibiotics and still on them to be honest but um it's definitely heading in the right direction now nice to get that race in and yeah as you say like you know from if you sat at home and you just look on a laptop and you see the results it looks terrible, you know? Um, but I did feel like I was getting better. Well, you kind of get better, then you have a bad day and then you kind of get a bit better again. And it's a tough one as well, because I'm obviously trying to shift a bit of weight, which was, has hung around a bit. So you're trying to work hard, get the efforts in, you know, race hard, do your stuff for the team. But then at the same time, you're trying to chip off a bit of weight and you kind of, it's a fine balance of slowly chipping it off or doing too much and then suddenly you just blow up and which happened to me actually on I don't know what day it was third stage maybe when quick step lit it up on the penultimate climb and once your legs go that's it you know and you ride easy for a bit you bang in a few gels and you do come round but then you're like well yeah it's over now and it's just like more of a training type thing but um no it's all good, but it's, you know, it's six weeks or just under six weeks to the Giro. Last week of the Giro is the hardest by far. Four out of the five, well, six if you count Rome, but nobody counts the last day, do they? Um, are super hard and that's where it's going to be won. So, you know, maybe it's just me being a deluded, self-centered athlete or just think like it's going to be good and, you know, but you've got to be positive haven't you and you've got, just got to do everything right now from now until then and um just reassess when you get there it, but at the minute it's just all about treating it like i'm going there to get the best result possible and um go from there but <laughs> if puccio goes i'm not too sure i want to be around him because he's not great for morale mate because <laughs> the last the last stage right sunday the clocks go forward don't they and yes. or they did and um like <laughs> being in spain they're quite late starts and we got used to going to bed a bit later again up at like nine or whatever anyway the last uh, the last stage they start at half 10 which 
is like a good hour and a half, two and a half, maybe. No, it was starting at one. So three and a half hours. No, two and a half. Jesus Christ, I can't even add up. Take away. <laughs> but anyway, it's a lot earlier than what I had been. And the clocks went forward. So, you know, we're getting up at, oh, I think I got up at half seven. Um, So that would have been like half six. And I was like, woke up and I was like, actually, I don't feel too bad. Like, I don't feel like properly knackered. You know, sometimes when you have to wake up early and like, oh my God, can't believe I'm up at this time. Anyway, get up, you know, whatever. Do your urine for the dock, your hydration and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then we're in the lift going down to breakfast and Pucho just looks at me and just starts laughing. He says, oh, look at your face. I was like, what? I was thinking, shit, have I like been lying? You know when you're lying on a pillow and you've got a crease or something? Or yeah. maybe I've been dribbling and got dry drool down my face or something? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He was like, you're tired, man. How long did you sleep? I was like, <laughs> I thought I had quite a nice sleep, actually. Um, thanks for the confidence, mate. Yeah, Cracked you. Off we go. It cracked me there and then in that lift. I was like, well, no point in bloody even putting much effort in today, is there? Did, did you finish? Actually, the Barcelona stage. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to at the start, though. I felt so bad. But then, as I said earlier, bad positioning into the climb. And then it split in front and that was it. But I still kept riding quite hard on the climb and stuff. So, um, Miles yeah, in the just bank, looking mate. at it as a training thing. Yeah, it was a shame, though, because... Yeah, it's, it's always good just to go deep and just try and hang on in it. But um, good week in the end. But as I said, rehab team. Um, Egan crashed. Um, crashed out. Luckily, all okay. Went to hospital. Nothing broken. No major trauma. Um, so yeah, it was... Uh, I think it was a good week for everyone individually. It's just in this team... Just going to a race without a GC guy is weird to start with. And then not really even getting close to winning a stage. It makes you a bit angry and a bit like, oh, geez, guys, come on. We need to uh, sort our shit out. But it's nobody's fault because you, you look at that team individually, it's just like, yeah, that's where they're coming from. So Yeah, I think, like you say, we've got, as a team, we've got high expectations. We've been to this race and... When I well, I've ridden the race once and we finished one, two, three on the podium. So you come from that, go into what you had this week, and it's you know in comparison, it's a flop. But I think sometimes you just have to take a step back and go, well, what were this seven? Well, in the end, six individuals. What were they going there for realistically, and and did you achieve that goal? So I think you know it's keeping everything in context some of the times, isn't it? Yeah, that's a good point. Plappy should have been there. But I got sick just before, so we would have had a GC guy. So um, yeah, just the the odds were against us. But that, um, that was the final nail in the coffin, really, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah. But it was a good week of racing. We had John the chef there, who's quality. We had a nice coffee machine. Can't fault it, really. We didn't have rain, sunny weather, anything. Um, well, totally different to Belgium, anyway. E3 and Kent Wevelgum looked. Oh, horrific it looked horrific didn't it let's uh let's take a little break and we'll uh we'll wrap it up with going over the final race of the weekend wevelgum and e3 Be thou still my strength and
So, mate, E3 Revelgum, I got a, I got a stat. The first time ever in history has a team won Newsblad, Kern, E3, and Wevelgum. Now, there's been some dominating teams in the classics over the years. You know, Mape, Farm Freets, um, Quickstep. Quickstep, Quick yeah, which is pretty much I got the same team. Even better one to add to that. Go on. Even better one to add to it. By four different riders. All different riders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it even more impressive. That makes it very, very impressive. So I think we touched it on uh, opening weekend and I think we got to carry on. The same trend is just kind of say credit where it's due, really. They, um, you know, they yeah, took, the, took, the, took the piss at opening weekend and then, you know, it's another level. There's the competition just keeps getting higher as, as the races go on. And then again for Flanders and again for Roubaix. And, um, you know, the level went up, but so did their performance. So, um, yeah. Mm. Bastards. I got another stat for you that I saw on Twitter. Um, it was on Twitter, so it's got to be true. But there's only one person to have ever won E3 on the tour. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair play. Hang on. Who won, e3? Now. Who won E3? Wout. So let's see if Wout goes on to win the tour. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't put it past him. No, not after last year. I think for uh, for, for our team, it was, you know, E3, um, Pipo was 10th, so there's something to be taken from that, um, moving on from his That's a good result for him, to be fair, like we were saying last week with the fighting and stuff, like, fair play. Exactly, and I think these, you know, moving from San Remo to Belgium, the stress is a lot higher, you know, the the way the races are ridden, terrible weather both races, and he was... He was right there. Um, and then Sunday, we kind of, we struggled. We had Quiato and Ghana both crashed, didn't we? Luckily, both okay. Um, both yeah, Quiato's had some, yeah, he's been struggling, haven't he? He had a crash in San Remo. I saw he had a double puncture as well, maybe, an E3. A crash in Wavelgum. Like, he's due some good luck sooner or later. Obviously, Pidcock, he hasn't been racing after his crash in Tirreno. Um. So yeah, it's it's all kind of just. Well, I don't know how to phrase it, but it's just like again a few knocks, aren't we? Like obviously Magnum, uh, Magna Sheffield, going really well in Down Under, starting the year strong. He crashed hard, had his knee all thinged up, and couldn't race in um wherever it was after that Cadells because his stitches were popping out and it's just like little knockbacks it seems like a lot of the guys have had some which it'll turn eventually you know can't keep a good team down and all that jazz mate i've got this feeling this feeling ronda van inside my bones inside my bones mate ronda van flanderen the stars are going to align we've got people (laughs) ghana coming back in We've got Quiato back from his crash on top form. Tom, concussion-free. Roey stepping up. We've got Ben Turner coming back from his crash. He's another one. Back from his crash. He raced the races. Better and better. Flanders, the Ronda. Mate, I've got, I've got, I've got the sensations. It's, I've got this tingle. We're back. You know, we went to opening weekend. We were all right. We stepped away. We went to Strada and 
San Remo, 1-1, second in the other, boom, we're flying high. E3, Wevelgum, took a few left rights, got knocked down a little bit, but Ronda, mate, we're fucking back. <laughs> boom. Sounds, well, I hope I get a signal up, uh, up in Sierra Nevada for that. Mate, the Ronda, shit's going down. Team Ineos Grenadiers, we're back in the game, baby. Sweet, well, you heard the year first. Thing that'll do us, eh, mate? And don't forget, if you're listening on Apple and you want to listen to these episodes without adverts, just subscribe to Crowd Sports Channel. That's right. It'll cost you £1 per week, but you'll get ad-free versions of What's Occurring and other crowd shows like Beef's Golf Club, the George Groves Boxing Club and Captains with Sam Warburton. Yeah, and Sam's also doing bonus pods about leadership as well. So if you want to get all of that, search for Crowd Sports Channel on Apple Podcasts. Cheers, bud. Boom, there we have it. Cheers, bud. Catch you later. The Ronda, eh? The Ronda. The Ronda. The Stones, eh? Let's go. Place where you belong.